Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Hi everyone, welcome to the Vulnerable Searches Podcast. This is your host, Saranya Kerry, and today I have Karen with me. Kindly introduce yourself, Karen. Okay, my name is Kulen Domo. What? Nice. I've been saying this the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not wrong. Some people pronounce it the way you do, but uh, mm. mine is pronounced Kulen, Kulen Domo. Yeah, I'm a microbiologist by training and also a biotechnologist. Yeah, although currently I'm not practicing. Mm. Okay, yeah. what do you do now? I currently work as a quality analyst at a tech company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quality um, analyst, what? Sorry. Uh, quality analyst, uh, we deal with, uh, our company deals with AI, artificial intelligence, so I am there to make that the models that we produce meets the client's quality. Yeah, basically that's it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm excited to know more about you turning from <laughs> science to tech. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, before that, kindly maybe take us through your journey uh, in the career space. I started uh, from my, my, my learning time. I'm uh, from, do you want it from... The work period. From I don't know what. What do you want to share? What do What do you want people to know about you? Uh, before okay, let me you, start, you know, introduce. Uh, yeah. Let me start from when I started the career. So I joined university that was in Technical University of Mombasa in 2013. Took my degree there until 2017. May 2017. Okay. From the time I was starting, I wasn't sure like where I would end up in. So there was a lot of Googling like, what does a microbiologist do in Kenya? Are there jobs available? What, uh, like you get a lot of, uh, what you get online is more of research opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which are limited. So, but then now towards. Did you know then that it was limited? At that time? Uh, yeah, yeah. From the time I started Googling, uh, yeah, from also from the talks we had from our lecturers, they would tell mm-hmm. you that opportunities are there, they, are, they can be lucrative, but they are limited. So you have to be good at what you are doing, yeah, mm-hmm. so that you, you become competitive in the market. Okay. Yeah, so my first job, I would say it was in, at Kebs. That is Kenya Bill of Standards as a also a quality analyst. That is mm-hmm. microbiology analyst. That was in attachment in 2016. So that's when I got to interact with more people who have done the same thing and are uh, maybe earning from it. And that was kind of encouraging. So mm-hmm. 
I started there. Then now I had a direction of what maybe I want to do after graduation. So after graduating in 2017, 2018 February, I got my first internship. That was in Kenya Industrial Property Institute. Uh, I went there, but although there was not a lot of practice on my side, but uh, we were dealing with patents of innovations basically surrounding biotech, biotechnology and pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. So a lot of learning of, on the patent side, patent law, yeah, and how to get patent and trademarks for your scientific innovations in Kenya. That was helpful uh, to me. That, uh-huh. What essentially did you do there, like typically in a day, what would you do in such an institute? Oh, in such an institute, I was basically under patent examination department. So when somebody submits their innovation, you have to do a search of the a global search and a local search on the innovation to see whether it's authentic, it's the original innovation, like no one else has done it so that you can get the, the patent certificates mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, basically, that's it. And uh, just no more. Maybe admin staffs in an office, yeah. Okay, so you're saying it was helpful, why? Yeah, you now you get to learn that also there are innovations that can be patented. That was not something that I had learned in school. Yeah, so mm-hmm. now plus also you get to meet people there who are coming up with bright ideas and they mm-hmm. are local, that things that you don't really imagine maybe coming from the Western countries to see them happen in your own country, then you realize people have brains. Uh, this this field of science can be, it's it's, uh, it's extensive, yeah, if you mm-hmm. decide to explore it, yeah. Then yeah. that's where I met my next employer, still in that same office, uh, because my internship was ending at in May. So mm-hmm. from June now, June 2018, I got a job as a quality quality manager at a company that was just starting up in Masai Mara. So that company was a water bottling company. So I went there to start the company as the quality manager. I had, I had a, a colleague who was a production manager. It was just a small startup and it was very scalable. So we started it coming up with standards uh, okay, not coming up with them because they already exist, but implementing the standards for drinking water, bottled water, uh, production standards. It was, I like, I liked that job because I felt like I'm doing something, uh, something with my, with my education, something that mm. like you are in the forefront of, of starting up something. So I knew like even if I left, what I started here will will be used by the other person who comes in and they'll meet that systems are already learning. So it was a mm-hmm. lot of learning process, uh, trying out mm-hmm. things because yes, standards exist, but they don't fit in every, they won't fit in every situation the way mm-hmm. they are on paper. So you have to, a lot of testing and evaluation to see like what works best in what you are doing or in the opportunity you are in. Yeah. So wait, so what exactly were you doing in that bottling company? 
I was there as a quality manager, so testing the water to ensure that mm. it is fit for consumption, doing all the testing in the laboratory also, because you see as a startup, even if you're the manager, you still are the one doing the, the test in the lab. So mm. also setting up the lab, yeah, uh, knowing that uh, what are your testing points for that, for the, for the whole chain from the time you source the water, from the spring to the time it gets into the factory, mm. up to the end point where you you have to ensure that everything maybe is is, is uh, like you've tested even the machines to ensure that they are not contaminated, and also to mm. set standards for your staff to ensure that before anyone enters there, they are well cleaned, they are well dressed for the so that to ensure that uh, your water meets maximum standards so that when it mm. goes to cabs you will not be rejected you'll just be given the seal and given the go ahead to produce so i i stayed in that job for a year then we had a breakout with my employer although between the year i had also broken up uh, nini broken up with from the job uh, a little bit then i went back then I left then and came back to Nairobi. So now mm. it was now looking for another better job. So now I was mm. I was I was looking for an opportunity in the microbiology world, more so in the lab now. I knew like mm. I wanted to do this maybe for for the next few years. So I kept looking, looking interviews here and there. And uh, unfortunately I didn't get any so now I was I was working as a photographer. I had a camera, so that's what I focused on now. I focused on it for sorry for the next uh, maybe one year, twenty nineteen, uh, but to twenty twenty. By the time twenty twenty was, how mm-hmm. uh, how did you learn photography? Oh, okay. <laughs> in in campus, I was I was helping a friend who had a camera, and uh, we used to go out for photo shoots as just as a as a helper. I was helping him, so I had fallen in love with that. So I also I I always knew that maybe I'll buy a camera, even if it will be just for hobbies. Yeah, but mm. I loved it. So when I came mm. to Nairobi from. 2019 now, I focused solely on photography. That is 2019 July. That's when I, I would say that I focused on it fully, like it was a full-time job, 2019 to 2020, a better part of it. So 2020, I, now the lockdown happened. Now you have to look for ways to survive because as much as maybe you love what you are doing and maybe you have other ambitions, but money is also important for you to reach those ambitions. So now I I got introduced into academic writing. I did that for some time. That By that time, I, during the lockdown, I was at home. So I did that for some time. Then Wait, now, there's someone who's wondering what is academic writing? Mm, academic writing is uh, where you write uh, research papers or, or assignment papers online for money on sites like Upwork, 
Edison, other other sites that people source from. They are not always uh, from students. Some of them are from maybe people who are doing their research and maybe need help in a certain topic. So they'll post a question there and then you get you get the question as if you had signed up as a writer so that uh, after writing and submitting the paper, it is evaluated. If it's ac- accepted, then you are paid. Yeah, mm. that's that's basically it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, writing for hire. All right. Yeah. So after that, now, uh, during that time I was doing academic writing, I also, I also got introduced into Medium. I've, I, I found it through YouTube. So... I found it's a nice way, maybe now, to practice microbiology away from the lab, but more into writing. So I did that. I published my first publication there. It it did well. Then now I got uh, I got contacted by a publisher in the same in the same forum. So they are called uh, Biotechnology in a Magazine. And uh, they approached me. They asked if I can submit a paper. I said, okay. I submitted. It took like several days to be evaluated. But finally, it got accepted. So when you are published on a, under a publisher on Medium, it reaches mm-hmm. a wider, a wider audience. audience yeah, more than self-publishing. So now from then, what I've been doing is publishing through them. And so far, Wait, you been, get paid. Uh, for you to get paid, uh, you have to be in selected countries. Unfortunately, Kenya is not there. But uh, yeah, I've earned from it. Though, though it has been indirect, somebody found my paper and they wanted to use it. So yeah, they paid me for that. Yeah, but basically, for you to get paid, you have to be from selected countries, and uh, it's not yet in Africa. Okay. Yeah, so basically that's what I've been doing until 2021, now when I got this job, the one I'm doing as a quality analyst in a tech company. Uh, most of my friends are into tech, so one of them introduced me into it. And because I had learned, I had uh, done some few courses online on tech, like I had learned basic coding with Python, uh, basic code with C++ and uh, HTML. So I was more conversant on the tech tech world. So when they introduced me to the, to the opportunity, I applied and uh, got contacted. I, I passed the interview and started the job on 10th May 2021. Yeah, mm. till now. Yeah. How is it so far? Do you like it? I love it. Yeah, I love it. First of all, because uh, <laughs> the opportunity is flexible, so it gives you time to do your own stuff. Maybe, yeah, during now when you're done with your work, maybe now you can focus on other things like writing. Although this year I haven't written anything, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm planning to write on several papers that because there are publishers that have reached out to me and. Uh, they want me to publish something on quality assurance because basically that's what I've practiced since graduation. Yeah, mm-hmm. so maybe I'll, I write something. And uh, I'm also writing for a book that is about to come by the end of the year, still on the mm-hmm. same 
yeah, quality assurance. So I've been asked to submit like two units. So basically that's what I'm working on for this year. Plus now my job, which I love. Wow, that's amazing. That's a very interesting journey right there. So yeah. maybe um Q-Land, right? Yes, yes, yes Q-Land. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still yet to absorb that name. Like, all my, <laughs> since I knew you, I've been calling you Kalen in my head. Mm-hmm. I've never... <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, okay. So do you want do you want to share the highs and lows that you've um, gone through throughout this journey? Mm, throughout this journey, the highs are maybe when I first got my my internship after graduation because during that period, one is normally like lost. You don't know what you want to do. Now you are done with school and your parent expects like he or she is seeing that you did something unique in high school, in campus. So they are wondering, why are you not getting a job? Like mm-hmm. they thought being coming from a science world, maybe that, jo- that the, the course is more, more, more marketable. So they, they expect you to get a job like immediately. So staying at home for like a month, another one, you're still there. Yes, you are, you are hustling your way, but they can see you are, you are putting in the effort, but they wonder, like, mm-hmm. did they waste their money paying for four years, uh, doing for you to do this course? So yeah, at, at some point, my dad said, uh, you would have rather done education or, or business, but I told him, it's okay. Like what, whatever happens, happens for a reason. And I believe in that a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was okay. so. Getting that call for the internship gave me hope. Gave me hope to move away from my home to come to Nairobi. Yeah, it gave me home, and I and I knew like once I've come to Nairobi, there's no going back home. So I knew like even after the internship, even if I don't get a job, I'll have to find a way for me to depend on myself. Yeah, so maybe okay. that that was the highest point. Yeah. Um, sorry, a few questions about that. Mm-hmm. Did you, when you applied for the microbiology biotech uh, mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. Was, was this through Jab first of all? Yes, it was through Jab. And um, did you know about it before you applied? I knew someone who has done microbiology, and uh, he he had done it to to a PhD level, and uh, yeah. So I knew him, and uh, he had told me that it's a it's a good course. Although we were not that close, we got to interact once. Yeah, he had told mm. me it's a good course. Yeah, so I knew like you can amount to something through it. Okay, so you didn't have anything else that you wanted to do. I wanted to do medicine. That was mm-hmm. also what my my dad wanted. My mom wanted that. Everyone in in my family wanted that because mm-hmm. I was sharp in school. But mm-hmm. uh, I didn't make the cut points for medicine. And now paying for medicine, right, yes. uh, parallel degree, it's millions which we couldn't afford. Yeah. yeah. So I I I wanted something now closer to science. Yeah. Okay. I, I've noticed a lot of people who um who are in the biological sciences they did something they wanted to do something to do with medicine most of them 
Then yeah, they didn't yeah. get the cutoff. Then they looked for something similar to <laughs> medicine. Like yeah. with, anyway, it's mm. interesting to see that. Yeah. Um, so now you're done with school. Now you've gotten this opportunity. Uh, did how did you apply to this opportunity, the CAPS opportunity? The CAPS opportunity. Uh, I applied it very meaning uh, hard hard delivery. I delivered my application. The one that you get in the university for attachment plus your CV, I delivered it to to the receptionist. And in a week, I was called. I remember the dates. Wow. I started work. I remember it was 2nd May, August, uh, to August, uh, that is 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was paid. Paid attention. I, it wasn't paid attachment, but uh, there are small tokens there at Kebs. It was in Kebs at, in Mombasa. And mm-hmm. I made my, my first connections there. Uh, to p- people I still talk to to till now, people who have accomplished a lot in microbiology, yeah. So basically, there what we we focused on more was on microbiology uh, because biotechnology lab was not there in Mombasa. Yeah, it is here in Nairobi. Okay, so what about yeah. the internship? Uh, how did you apply for the internship, the twenty eighteen one? The twenty eighteen I applied uh, through email that is keep Kenya Industrial Property Institute. Yeah, I applied through email. I got called. Mm. Yeah, it yeah it is paid. They paid ten thousand shillings per month. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but they are they 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 increased it to thirteen thousand when I was there. Yeah, mm. plus uh, yeah I met some other awesome people there. Now that was my first time maybe interacting more into the biotechnology world because. Uh, yeah, most most applications they are based on the tech. The in the department I was biotech pharmaceuticals, and also my supervisor was into biotech. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Another high. Yeah, another high. I'd say now when starting the job in in my Saimara, the company was called Coco Exquisite. It was. It was uh, interesting going there. First of all, being in a place that you've never been. Uh, the only complaint about that place is that it's too remote. They are, they, mm. You hardly get a signal, a cell phone signal. So right. so you feel you, you're in a place that you don't know anyone. So there's a lot of loneliness because you can't even keep in touch with the outside world. Mm. So you focus more on work, maybe reading, relaxing. Yeah, but the place was awesome. Uh, knowing that you are the one starting a company in that position, it mm. gives you some some self pride. Knowing that what you are doing is, if it is if it is rejected, then you fa- you failed the whole company, and if mm. it is accepted, then you will be remembered throughout in that company. Yeah, so I enjoyed that a lot uh, mm. for the time it lasted. Yeah. Okay, as much as it didn't like turn out to at the end to be the you know a, a, a positive thing, I'm yeah. wondering what are the things that you learned from being in a startup company, especially in the industry as someone who's in science. Mm. Okay, I learned that uh, first of all, it is it is uh, not easy 
because mm. uh, when you're dealing with an employer, maybe they've maybe gone to a consultant, maybe someone who deals with water, maybe like to a company like Davis Shatleaf, and they've told you like, this is what is needed, this is what is needed. The law requires this. The law requires you to have uh, uh, these kind of filters. So going there now, you are more knowledgeable into this world and having worked in cabs and having tested different types of water from spring water to borehole water that is called still water. So now you know, you know like what you are going for. And uh, sometimes convincing the employer that this is what is will work better for you. The employer, first of all, he or she sees the cost in it first before looking at does it meet the standards is it the right thing to do so there's a lot of a lot of uh, learning how to maybe deal with people who are not knowledgeable about what is best in best practice in that field and convincing them but if it was someone who maybe had a background knowledge of maybe chemistry or any other life science it is easier for them to learn. But someone coming from a totally different world, convincing them was a, was a hard was a hard one, yeah. But you learned, you know, convincing skills and the yeah, industry. Yeah. yeah, you learn convincing skills. Also, you interact with other people maybe who are working in the same field. And uh, they tell you that this, this, if they maybe, the employer maybe wants to cut costs, maybe you learn how they the running of the business. You you have mm-hmm. you learn the alternatives. Maybe if this doesn't work, what can we use that is also favorable to the employer so that the business can also sustain itself, bearing in mind it's a startup, yeah. So yeah. you learn you learn what is needed in, in a certain in 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 that field. Yeah. Basically that's it. Oh that's I found that very interesting, uh coming from, you know, this is someone who's still young. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the industry is not like you. You had a, had a, a lot of experience, and you know yeah, you're true. learning everything. You're learning everything at the same time, and mm. it, there's learning in every single part of what you're doing. And I find yeah. that it must be exciting for you. It was exciting to learn that there are halal standards, the cab mm-hmm. standards, and how uh, what 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 standards to apply in in what stage in the production in the quality yeah. room. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of learning and uh, it builds you up, it gives you ambitions so that you know in future if someone or if I was or my friends were to start such a thing or something that is food related, food production, you would now be not starting from nothing. Now you have the knowledge of what is needed and uh, how to apply it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, another hi. Another high now was uh, getting to campus. Yeah, I guess that was also ah actually my first my first time I would, I would say like was uh, when when now I passed my form four because uh, during that form four like uh, a lot of uh, during that form four the fourth year in my high school mm. most of it mm. I was sick. So I was I was a lot out mostly out of class most most of the time, but now sitting for the exam, I remember mathematics gave me a lot of problems in form three, and I almost gave up on it. 
So I knew mathematics I would get a strong D plus or even an E. But now, getting to form four now, you start getting sick. You start uh, uh, going out of class uh, for most of the time. But now when it, it became, now uh, in my that term now, I focused more on uh, gaining those mathematics skills. My mom is very good in maths and uh, she 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 was always encouraging me, telling me that it's all it's always about your perspective, what you think. If you think it is hard, then it will be hard to you. So now I I started learning how to love maths until now. When I sat for my KCSE, it went well, but now I was also afraid that I have been out of class for some time, so maybe I won't do well as I used to. Because in mm. in form one, in form two, I was a, I was always the top student in almost all subjects except mathematics. So when I got my results, I got everything B plus. I kind of balanced every subject, mm. <laughs> B plus, B plus, B plus. So getting that was kind of high for me, although in a way still a low because I didn't get my cut my cut points what I wanted to. To pursue medicine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any other low? Any other low points? The lowest I've ever been, maybe now in life, when that was in 2007, I, I was also now an year too. It's like something happens when I'm always about to sit for my exam. Mm. I, I kind of get sick. I, I even don't know why. 207 now, I was in class 7, ending class 7, now getting to class 8. That's when also I got admitted with anemia. It really took a toll on me because now, eh, this, at this point, like, I had no hope. Now I had seen that's all. That's all to life. I, I've lived myself, my, my up to class 7, and that's it. So, mm-hmm. by the way, that's that's when now I, I I knew I wanted to do medicine because I was mm-hmm. admitted in Kenyatta and now you are there interacting with doctors most of the time. And the doctors were really nice. Most of them were Indians. And now <laughs> I wanted to be like them when now I go out of, uh, out of Form 4. So, yeah, I guess that's that was when I knew maybe what I wanted to study. Although it it never happened, yeah. Mm. So I guess that that's the lowest I've ever been in life, and uh, that's why I'm always grateful for life. I say that if you are alive and you are healthy, then I guess you can do anything as long as you are healthy. But health health comes first comes first before your dreams because you can have dreams, but if you don't have the strength to execute them, then they are not worth it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there any other low or high? Mm. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think there is any any other low or high. Although, like now, I feel like I'm at, I'm on high because now this year started well, getting the book offer, getting the publication offer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are highs that are keeping me excited about this year. I know by the time it ends, maybe my work will be somewhere. Yeah, reaching reaching a lot of thousands of people from different countries. Yeah, 
that's the beauty of publishing in a on, a, on in an online platform where maybe the audience is not uh, locally based is not uh, constrained to a geographical location when it's open to everyone like uh, that paper that i published that got paid for it was paid for by someone in russia so you see so getting recognized somewhere else it feels nicer also my papers most of them in medium you'll see comments from different people from different worlds from different professionals who have maybe stumbled on them when looking up something and they found them interesting yeah. so basically i feel kind of high now for this year i'm excited about it yeah because of what has been offered <laughs> in this uh, in a few a small period from january to now yeah okay that's that's really great do you want to share your medium i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> so that if someone yeah. is interested to see your content uh my medium username is kulengule ah uh, kulendongo i'm kulendongo everywhere like from linkedin if you google my name you'll get my medium link direct mm, okay yeah. how is it um as in how is it moving from lab to to tech. communication Uh, to communication to communication uh it starts uh, it's not, it's not easy at first because uh, you, you you when you realize maybe you're not communicating to your colleagues now you have to hone your skills so that you make everyone understand what you are writing uh, basically it's practice and learning like uh, communication skills mostly written communication like mm-hmm. uh, how to structure your points so that they flow well through the paper so that the reader becomes interested like you can write uh, you don't have to be scient- so scientific but uh, you keep it e- simple 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 terminology that such that they can be understood by anyone who who understands english they can understand what you're trying to communicate Yeah basically it's a lot of practice at first it was not easy i remember i i, I also published one paper that didn't do well because it had a lot of scientific terminologies so that uh, if anyone is reading it and they don't understand they just leave it midway but if you write something that is easy to understand in a compelling way you'll still be able to pass your message yeah okay Yeah. Last words things that have not asked you that you wanted to talk about but you haven't talked about. Maybe yeah, I'll say that uh, in in Kenya or in Africa basically they need to recognize uh, biological scientists uh, people who have studied different biological sciences more than they do now. Maybe there needs to be a union or whatever union exists now should open its doors to like we have KM, KMLTTB that is geared towards uh, laboratory technicians and uh, yeah maybe they need to embrace more more of us because uh, basically this science this science support each other and if you see other countries what they do you'll get that in a in a hospital there is a biotechnology lab in a hospital you'll find a biology lab you you'll get all these biological sciences 
uh, working together maybe to support each other. But in mm. Kenya, there's hardly specialization when it comes to that. And that's why most people feel left out. Most people after campus, they just leave the field because they, they are, there are little opportunities for them to practice. Be, uh, even after having all that knowledge, after doing well, after doing, some of them have done try, many wonderful projects in, in campus. But now coming out, there are limited opportunities. You either go into research, into writing, or you, or the few hospitals that exist that can employ you are very few. And some of them who have gone maybe to, to national hospitals like KNH. I have a friend who is, who is there. She did microbiology, but every time she says that the KMLTTB board is harassing her because she doesn't have the license for that. Yeah. So maybe there need to be more, to be more discussion on how to embrace everyone in the biological science world so that mm-hmm. everyone feels included, everyone can get opportunities to practice and to earn. Yeah. Do you want to talk about more about this KMLTTB thing? Maybe on another forum, not now. But okay, I've written so... something concerning it and uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Maybe you can ah. find it on my LinkedIn. Yeah. All right. Uh so there's something I've interested to introduce on this podcast where mm-hmm. I ask guests mm-hmm. um what hobbies they they do have mm. that have nothing to do with <laughs> their work. Science. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say hobbies. Mm. Maybe I'd say photography, walking. I walk a lot. I guess I can walk mm. the whole day. I don't get tired of walking. Yeah. Um, Why do you work? I, I, it's just something that I got used to. Maybe when I was a little boy, my dad used to take me for walks, especially uh, after church. We just used to go for walks, and it's something that grew in me. Walking, nature walks, yeah, taking nature walks. I can walk without getting tired. Yeah, so if somewhere, if I have to go somewhere and uh, it's a short distance, so most of the time I consider, can I walk there? Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just something that is has grown in me. Yeah, so walking and photography, I'd say, yeah, top priority hobbies. Mm, okay, are there others? I don't. I don't think there are others. Maybe traveling, but everyone says traveling, but they don't travel. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Every, Something like, they aspire. It's not like that. Yeah. Hobby, really. <laughs> yeah, like every CV is written under hobbies: traveling, swimming, singing. <laughs> yeah, but also I sing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never. I didn't know that you sing. Mm. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. All right. So thanks for coming in, mm. and uh, it's a goodbye for now. Okay. See you next time. Thank you for having me. <laughs>